Episode 90, Do I Let You Really See Me? Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And I'm going to make this brief because I got the uh, little talking to before we got on the episode. But this is a milestone episode for us, episode 90. Yep. Um, And I do want to say just a brief word of thanks. Um, You guys all know that we did not record. What are are you doing? No, to who? Oh, to our audience. Oh, yes. And you. Um, We did not record last week because I was on the East Coast for my grandmother's funeral, which was unexpected. Um and rather sudden and there was an outpouring of love from the community and just having been through everything that we talked to you guys about, you know, over the last couple of weeks about, you know, flexibility. And it was very nice to be able to hop on that plane knowing that I was going to be leaving on Saturday and not back till Tuesday and not have the podcast, um, be that sense of burden or that like, Oh, how are we going to make this happen with conference calling and, you know, doing this with three hours and a funeral and, and everything else. So thank you all of you, um, just for the outpouring of love and support as the family goes through this time. It was unexpected. Um, but grandma was 91 years old and laughing literally up until the minute she died, according to reports. So, um, she is, reunited with her husband um they were married 64 years um but one really sweet thing that i saw and i'll have to see i don't know can we put pictures up on on the web do we ever do put pictures up every once in a while okay well this is a picture i'd love to put up um i took a picture of my grandfather's gravesite, and on it my grandmother had this tile where she would just leave him messages and their wedding anniversary was August 29th. And so she had gone to the cemetery mm-hmm. on August 29th and just put a little note to him, Jim, uh, 68 years and counting, Elsie. Nice. And it really, um, I guess it really personified kind of what we talk about here on the show. Now I'm going to get emotional. Because um, my grandparents did not have an easy marriage. Neither one of them were... Um, the easiest people in the world to get along with. And yet to see her note to him four years after he died, that she's still counting the anniversaries and um, just waiting until they would be reunited again. And one of the really special things that she told my cousins was that um, he had come to visit her that day. Mm -hmm. And I like to think that he was coming to take her home. Sure he was. Yeah. He did, you know. Sorry. So basically what I got from their, um, from their marriage and from seeing that is that no matter how rough it is and, you know, I mean, I was just, I won't say I was just the grandchild, but I was just one of the grandchildren that only saw one side of their marriage. Um, and there were times when I was like, really, how'd these two people put up together and how, you know, I remember their 50th wedding anniversary and, um, you know, it's like I was telling my cousin the other day, I said, we don't know what it was like on the inside. We don't know the Mm. things that they shared. Um, you know, in later years you see pictures of them and sometimes they're looking at each other kind of ornery and other times it's just pure love. And 
you know, I was doing the math the other day and it's entirely conceivable that Tony and I could be together for 64 years. We got married in our early twenties. Um, I've made Tony aware of the fact that all of my grandparents have lived into their nineties. So he apparently has stuck with me for a really long time. Um, and so I think about that. I'm like, that could be us, Mm -hmm. you know, 64 is not unreasonable. And so, um, for all of those of you that are in a tough place right now in your marriage, hang in there. Love, love can really see you through. Um, if you're willing to do it, if you're willing to do it and, and both of you have to be willing to put that through or put that effort into it to make it work. But, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, seeing that note at the, uh, the cemetery, that was one of the most poignant, um, parts of the trip for me. I mean, obviously it was emotional. It was emotional for my mom and her siblings and, um, all of us just because grandma went so fast. Um, she had a heart attack on Monday and thought that she was going to be home because she was doing so well, thought she was going to be home by the weekend. Um, they'd moved her to a step down unit on Wednesday and Wednesday night, she apparently had another heart attack and, and died then. But, um, seeing that love and realizing that, you know what, she just wanted to be reunited with him. That that's really where her heart was in spite of all the ups and downs. Um, you know, and I bring that home. I, I bring that home to Tony and say, you know what? There are days when we just don't see eye to eye. See eye to eye. We're not on the same page where our focus is, you know, he's on the left and I'm on the right and it could be about anything. But you know what? I'm looking at another 64 years or not another 64 years. Like 60, we're almost at 15. <laughs> we're all, yeah. We're, we're just, you know, a week and a half away Shy from 15. 15. Um, so minus that from 64. Yeah. So make it 49. Yeah. Make it 49, easy. 50. Sure. Um, wow. Yeah. That's a long time to be having sex with one gal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That comes up because we're going to play some music here tonight. And he was like listening to these songs and I'm like, Honey, these are all songs about having sex. Uh, so, uh, you know, I mean, we... That, those will be for future podcasts. For future podcasts. That, that's not going on to this podcast, but it was just kind of like, honey, you're missing the point of this podcast. Yeah. Um, so let's get into this week's podcast. So Tony had posted, when she post earlier this week on transparency? Yeah, we were talking about transparency and... And, you know, we've been tossing around this idea for a while. I mean, obviously you guys know that we've talked about Facebook um, quite extensively on this podcast. There have been a number of podcasts devoted just to Facebook and some Social of our media, some of our very strict warnings about who your friend and, you know, spousal viewing and all that kind of stuff just to keep things up and up on your marriage. But one of the things that came up in conversation um, with the two of us was this idea of transparency. I mean, we talk about it, you know, we've talked about taking off the masks on this show. We've, we've talked about that, but we kind of, Talk, we got talking about Facebook and social media and about how we are so willing to literally put our life, you know, minute by minute. And some of you have friends on Facebook that you know what I talk about when I say, you know, they really does seem like we're getting minute by minute, play by play of their life. Of their life. And yet often we don't take those same those same issues, those same concerns, those same desires and bring them to our spouse. Right. And, and a part of it came up really even some weeks back when we were just even talking about the podcast and continuing on, you know, 
our podcast has always been one of being very transparent, open, and honest. To me, it seems very interesting that this word transparency really didn't come up until the social internet really took place. I don't recall a lot of people in churches or around town or people I talk to who are like, yeah, you know what? I'm looking for more transparent people. You know, I don't remember that. Maybe you do. I don't. You know, you listen to the radio, you watch TV, you you talk to your friends, but you know, this word transparency wasn't there, you know, like it is today. Now I hear people go, and, and I'm grateful for you guys who say this. We love that you're transparent, that you're open with us, that you're honest with us, that you're sharing what's happening with you. But I want to flip this around and we want to flip this around tonight and we want to put it back on you. You know, are you being transparent in your marriage? Are you being open and honest in your marriage? Are you taking off the mask? in your marriage, because it's fine and dandy to listen to Elisa and I every week being open and transparent to you guys. But if you're not taking the steps that are vital and needed in your own marriage, well, who's to say that it's going to just end because you're not being transparent. And in this social internet life that we live in, it seems like people want it more and more. So why don't, why don't you give it to your spouse more? Because that's probably what they're desiring from you is this transparency, this honesty. Oh, and I think, you know, it's the media has become so prevalent. I mean, you know, we get up in the morning and somebody's on their phones and checking email. And, and I mean, that's that's our first, you know, that's almost our first contact with the world. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we're unlike a lot of couples that do that. But instead of saying, you know, and so we immediately go to outside sources instead of, you know, interacting within our four walls. I mean, think about it. That's what we do. You know, honey, you, you go to the bathroom, you walk down the hallway. What's the first thing you do in the morning? Usually get my water. And after you get your water, before you go work out, what do you do? I'll check my email. Uh Uh-huh. Just to see if there's anything as I'm waking up. Okay. But that's, but that's your morning routine. Well, usually, usually you're sleeping still. <laughs> right. But, but do you understand that's the first place? I mean, when you talk about, you know, bringing that to your spouse, if the first place you're going, regard, I mean, I, okay, I'm not awake always, but sometimes I am. Like I, I on the I weekend. I don't see the correl- correlation. What I'm saying is, is that here. I think there are a lot of people that because we've become such a plugged in society, automatically turn to external electronic plugins. And I'm talking, you know, Facebook, Twitter, email to have their connection with the world and have diminished the person to person contacts. And that's why it's easier for a lot of people to put on Facebook, um, you know, having a bad day at work, you know, boss did this or whatever. I mean, hopefully you're not putting that because let's be honest, they can all look at your Facebook accounts. Um, as opposed to calling up your spouse and, you know, but if you put it on Facebook, then you've got all your friends, you know, doing the, Oh, I'm so sorry. That stinks. That guy's a jerk. You know, whatever. Whereas your spouse may not give you the reaction that you want. They may tell you to suck it up. True. True. You know? And so I think a lot of people find it easier to go to social media because they're going to get, it's kind of that yes, man. 
you know, mentality, like everybody's going to join on me. And there are times when, you know, I know that you're going to be hardcore. And that's not a bad thing. It's just who you are. And if I want a little sympathy, I'm going to go to, you know, and so it, it, it forces us to think, okay, what am I really looking for? Do I need all those little inputs of, oh, that stinks, that stinks. Because then I can say, oh, you know, my friends care. They don't, they're just chiming. I mean, I won't say that. My friends do care and your friends do care, but they're just chiming in on what's going on. Your spouse needs to know what's going on behind all of that. Right, and that's what we're going to be talking about. Right, right. Okay. because you've got you've to be able to take that, I'm having a bad day at work, and be able to bring that home to your spouse. And say, I need to talk to you about the crap that went down at the office today. You know, you need to get past all your girlfriends, and I'm speaking strictly as a woman <laughs> here. You got to get past all your girlfriends trying to pump you up and be able to come to your husband and say, either I just want you to listen, so please don't offer any advice or try and fix it, or B, I need your help. And maybe it's not a work-related thing. Maybe it's a health-related thing. Maybe kids. it's family. Maybe it's kids. Maybe it's parents. I mean, it could be anything. House of mess. Thing. I, I guess a house of mess. No, I'm just saying there's a number of different things that it could be. <gasps> the kids and I all cleaned up this weekend. Oh I, no no I, I'm just I'm just saying it could be that that's true. I mean that, that's true. that could be a very absolutely tense place for some people I mean it, if you're if you're in a house where one of your spouses is a control freak mm-hmm. you know having you know dishes on the counter may throw them off right you know so yeah I mean being you know, able to talk about that though and try to work through it and, and sometimes you simply just have to unplug. Mm-hmm. You you have to make a decision not to put everything up on Facebook, Twitter. Most people don't put that kind of stuff up on email anymore. But, you know, those types of things. And so, you know, what, we're just going to keep this between the two of us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of times, I mean, there are times when I see stuff go up on Facebook. I'm like, really? You posted that? Yeah, that that is scary. So, you're probably going, well, what do we do? How do we be transparent? And I think the best thing is, is realize that you're going to ebb and flow. There are going to be times. And even in mine and Elisa's marriage, I mean, you've heard this over the last month or two, you know, even with episode 87, I think it was when we were talking about doing our devotional stuff together, you know, how that sort of shocked me. And it did because this is something that we've talked about before in the past, but you know, it, it reared its head during that podcast that Elisa wasn't digging it. And, you know, so how do you work through these pieces of time in your marriage when you are, say, more transparent with each other? You're very open, you're very honest, everything is moving along very well. You know, the communication, you guys are emotionally and maybe intellectually um, connected. And then all of a sudden, or maybe even slowly, it just sort of goes away. You know, I, I, I'm sure many of you realize and understand what I'm talking about. You, you have that connection. It's on fire. You guys are so entwined. And then little by little, it sort of diminishes. And that openness also diminishes too. And we have to look at what's happening around us. I, I've come to realize over the years in our marriage that 
you know, things do happen. And as much as I hate to say that these external forces have an impact, they do. I mean, things come up and they take over me. And by that, I mean, I start to internalize what's happening. I'm not really saying it to Elisa, although I think I am in my own head. I'd like to believe that I've had these conversations with her. Uh, yeah, it, it's the whole ESP thing does not work on either side of the table. You know, he can't read my mind. I can't read his mind. Chances are that same principle holds true in your marriage. Do not assume that your spouse knows what you're trying to convey. Mm -hmm. Do not assume just because you say you're having a bad day that your spouse completely understands all the nuances of what a bad day means. I mean, a bad day to your spouse could be trouble with the car. For you, it could be the kids were terrorists today. Mm -hmm. Two completely different issues. But if you're not opening up to say, hey, you know what? This is what was bothering me today. Yeah. And, you know, let's be honest. We don't always want our spouses to fix it. And so that's why, you know, and I, I am going to be slightly stereotypical here um, because this is how the dynamic works in our marriage. When I tell Tony something, sometimes he just wants to give me a solution. And he's gotten a lot better about this. This does not happen. But we did have times in our marriage, you know, in the last, you know, prior to the last few years where he just wants to fix it. Like, here's a solution. Move on. And sometimes I just literally just want to talk his ear off. That's all I want. I just want to listen until I'm done talking. And for some of you, you may have to be very explicit to say, please don't fix this. Please don't give me a solution. I just need to hear myself say the words out loud to talk myself through it. Right. And if you're on the receiving end of that, then just listen. Just stay engaged and listen. But you've got to create an environment. We've talked about this before. You've got to create an environment where it is safe and it is okay to have those conversations because if your spouse cannot be transparent with you, they will find someone with whom they feel they can be transparent. That's a given. We all want to be heard. We all want to be validated. We all want to be able to share our deepest, darkest you know, problems and screw-ups. And we want to be able to share our happiest moments. And we want somebody to be able to be there for all of that. But if you're closing yourself off from your spouse... If, if you are not a safe place for them to come and talk to, guess what? You've got two choices. Either you change or, or be prepared for the inevitable. Right. They're going to change the situation. Yeah. And in our marriage, we had it where we would get into arguments and we'd get into tiffs. Elisa was very quick to just shut down and not want to talk about anything else. And for me, that was very tough. You know, early on in our marriage, that was very tough for me to deal with. I wanted to talk through the issue, at least to understand where she was coming from. And, you know, that, that wrecked havoc for many years, you know, because we weren't open with each other. And if that's you in your marriage, I'm going to tell you right now, you need to really think about what you're doing. And I know we, we all have our moments and we do need to just go, Hey, I need some time to think about this. And we do that in our marriage too. I mean, there are definitely times when we do have some disagreements where it's just like, look at, 
we're not moving forward right now. So let's just table this and we're going to get to it though. You know, we're going to get to it by the end of the day. We're not going to let this thing last for days and days and days and never get to it. But for the most part, we've worked through the point of going, here's our argument. Here's where we're at. And we're going to work through this now. Mm -hmm. And that is us really being vulnerable to each other. And it has truly helped our marriage grow and thrive over the years because we know that we are able to connect. Now, how do we do that? I mean, I still remember the night where it was, Elisa, we were having an argument. This was some years back now. And we were having this argument and I can just see her. She was just, it was like lights out. I mean, it was just like, you know, you know, the plug also known as the Southern California power outage. Yeah. Uh, that too. I mean, it was just like, Doo, she, she was done. And I remember just being right in her face and just engaging her and going, listen, Elisa, you need at this moment to just, you know, separate yourself from the moment we're in and disengage a little bit and get back in this with me. And it's not going to be a screaming match. It's not going to be a yelling match of any kind that we're going to go back and forth and we're going to spar. But I need you to engage me and let me know what's going on. So at least I can understand where we're at. And that was a huge breakthrough. Mm -hmm. Um, It took many hours. Luckily, the kids were in bed and asleep. (laughs) But it took many hours of us just willing to sit down. And understand that, you know, this wasn't going to be some big screaming match. It was just us trying to work through this block, you know, this this wall that we had, the inability to be transparent with each other when it came to difficult times Mm -hmm. in our marriage. And, you know, is it going to be different for you? Sure. I mean, we're all different. God made us all completely different. You got to find out what works for you. Prior to this, it was pretty much a shutdown by Elisa and me storming out. You know, that's how we were dealing with each other. So you may have to work through some different things, listen to different people, listen to, you know, find what works best for you, you know? And it's, it's going to take some trial and error. Um, as I learned this past week, I come from a long line of shutdowners. <laughs> and so, you know, that's been my model. And but let's also share that just because you were brought up that way doesn't mean you can't be uh, well, and that's, something else. Th- that's where I'm going. I mean, okay. But I'm just saying, I mean, this, this was my model for yes. years and years and years. And Tony had like zero tolerance. Well, okay, I won't well, say I zero. Won't say he that. had to put up with it. Um, Oh, he chose. I don't think he had to. He chose to put up with it for a while, and then it finally just came to a point where he's like, "This is not working." Yeah, this is not working. We can't just like pretend things don't happen. You know, get into a tiff about something, and then you shut down, and then t- the next day it's like all better. But we haven't right. really discussed anything. No, and and all not. and all of you know that it just doesn't work that way. It, it doesn't go away. It, it doesn't go away. It just gets built up. It gets piled on top of this heap that you keep in the back of your head, both husband and wives, we, we do this. And, and really, well, the one thing we love to talk about here, one extraordinary marriage is sex is being physically intimate with your spouse. Well, if you're unable to be transparent 
and these tiffs or these fights come about and you just continue to brush them under the rug. I've heard it numerous times from people. Mm -hmm. I mean, really the physical intimacy is, is lame. It sucks. You know, because you're thinking in your mind, well, crap, he or she didn't listen to me. So I'm going to pull back here. I'm not going to be all into this. Why? He doesn't deserve it. She doesn't deserve this, but we do it. You know, is that the kind of marriage you want? I don't know about you, but I got to the point for me where I didn't want that anymore. Sort of, sort of sucks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, It just, it doesn't. It doesn't feel the way God intended it to be, you know, and even during the course of the years that we've been doing one extraordinary marriage, we've gone through those moments where it's like, gosh, really? We just had sex. That was sort of lame, you know, because something had come up. We weren't honest with each other. We weren't truthful with each other. And and there was that barrier in between us that was holding us back to really, truly enjoying this sexual intimacy that we should be having. Because, you know, it, and I'm just going to be preemptive here because we have heard from some of you that say, oh, no, you can still have great sex even if you're in the middle of, you know. May, I, I personally think that's an anomaly <laughs> that you can have great sex when you're having other issues in your marriage. Um, yeah, and if you are, yeah, tell uh, us in the comment section. Yeah, you know, I, I, because for us and, and for so many of you that have written in, if your communication is not on track, that aspect of sharing your lives, it's very, very hard to be physically intimate and to be all in. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it happens for us guys too. As many as as many wives want to believe that us guys are just like, oh, we just want to have sex and we're good. And you know what, us guys and I talk to many of them, they feel it, they mm-hmm. sense it, you know. They, they even when it's sort of a fight situation going on and, and maybe the wife has sort of, um, they've initiated sex cause they sort of want to have the, Hey, let's have this makeup sex, makeup sex. And you know, and the guy is still, the husband is still feeling like, you know what? This isn't good. This isn't right. So it goes both ways. And you can tell, I mean, I know when I'm not fully engaged with Tony. Oh, I know when you're not fully engaged with me. Oh, and but that's that's the point. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Is that if I'm not if I'm not transparent? I mean, if I'm not transparent, then you know I can think that I'm fooling him, but I'm not. I'm I'm not fooling him. I'm not fooling myself. You know, you might as well just put a big timeout in the middle of it and say, you know, we need to work through this because mm-hmm. it's better to have a timeout and. and you know, this is not something I do all the time, but you've got to get through whatever the block is because the block's going to prevent you from being physically intimate. It's going to prevent you from being financially intimate. It's going to prevent you from being intimate on every level if you're not being transparent with your spouse because it's going to rear its head in so many different ways. You're going to be having a conversation and all of a sudden, boom, there it comes. Well, you know, that self-righteous and the next thing you know you're off on a tangent that could have been solved two weeks ago yeah you know or you shut down in the bedroom or you start hiding purchases or you i mean the list goes on so you need to make a choice and and, you know you've heard us share 
on this episode many times that we don't get this right all the time. But it is a conscious choice in our marriage to always come back to this point where we sit down and we're like, okay, what's going on with us? You know, what do you got going on right now? That's like, I feel like you're just, you know, Tony will say that to me. I feel like you're a little bit, you know, like things aren't quite right. Like you're a little bit distant. And that's when I know, you know, we just sit down and talk because maybe there's some stuff that I've just been dealing with that I haven't wanted to share with him, not because I'm keeping secrets, but because it's just been stuff I've been dealing with and I didn't realize that it was spilling over into the marriage, you know, stuff with, you know, teachers or job or whatever. And I know too, I mean, there are a lot of things that Tony doesn't share with me about work, but every once in a while it just spills over into his emotions and it's like, what's going on? You know, like you seem a little in your, you're in a funk. If you hear that, don't react in hostility. It's your spouse saying, hey, you know what? I care about you and something's going on. I can tell you're not hiding it so well. Yeah. So how do you overcome these, you know, these blocks, these, this inability to connect with each other because you're going to have them in your marriage. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't had it already, I'm sure you're going to have it soon. Uh, it, It just, it's going to happen when you're in such a close proximity with someone you love. Yeah. If you haven't had it happen yet you've not been married uh, married a very long time (laughs) (laughs) yeah and that might be it too Uh, you know you know so so where do you go because you're sitting here going well what do we do and one of the big things i would suggest doing is wiping off a lot of your stuff off your plate Mm. you know it's time to clear off the plate and start saying no to people and no to other things and really honing in on your own marriage really i mean it, it it may mean that drastic of a change and it's okay. It's only for a season, but is it worth it? And I would say yes, absolutely. I mean, when Elisa and I try to get out of debt or, or I should say try, we, we got out of debt, but when we were going through that process, we wiped off so many things off our plate and we were just so focused on getting this debt out of the way that that was our Uh, that was our sole goal in life. I mean, and we ended up having so many good conversations back then and talking and engaging each other. You know, it may have to be that drastic. Sorry, I'm laughing because some of my memories from that time are um, part of the reason we spent so much time talking to each other is because we had, I don't think we had, no, we did have internet. Mm -hmm. Um, But the internet, I mean, this was a gazillion years ago, so the internet wasn't like it was today. 10 years ago. No smartphones. Um, We had no TV. We did. We well. We don't have any TV now. Yeah, but we've got the phones and the internet. You know, internet. Right. So, um, and then you know, I have this vision of us because we were in our apartment in Spokane. This complete digression, but we were so frugal that we had what were they wall heaters? So like each room had floor its own heaters. heater, floor, floor heaters. heaters, and so we would not turn on our heat. Yeah, even through the winter. Even through the winter. Or we kept it really low. We were up in Spokane, Washington. That's the snowy side of the state. So we had, no joke, it was probably like eight inches of blankets on our bed. So once you got into bed. You never moved. You had to have a conversation because it just helped to heat up the air. And it wasn't like you could move. So complete digression. But, you know, that was the focus. Mm -hmm. It was. And it may come to that for you guys. You know? And really... Is that better than getting a divorce? Is that better living in this quietness and this sort of this tension-filled house that you live in now? 
that's a choice you got to make. I can't make that for it for you. Lisa can't make it for you. Your friends can't make it for you. You got to make that decision. Um, number two, you got to have some sort of plan of action. You, you know, we, we hear this a lot. It's like, well, we want to talk about something. Well, something really leads to basically nothing because it ends up going all over the place. So have some questions set out that you want to talk about, that you want to dive into. And, and it could be from both of you. Heck, hey, each of you write down three, four, five questions. And you go back and forth. You volley it back and forth. You may not get through all 10 of them in one evening. You may get through two of them. But it's a darn good start. You know? Three, be open. For crying out loud, people, put down your egos. Put down your crap. You know? Enough of it. I'm sick and tired of hearing it at times. So many of you are so damn anal and so dang uptight that you're not even willing to listen to your spouse. And it's sad. It is so dang sad that it's all about you all the time. And I can say that because I used to be there. Okay. I used to be that kind of a person that it was all about me. And at least I had a weight on me because I was king and I was a husband. But you know what? It's not worth it. You know, you got to give and you got to take a little bit. And this may be one of those times where you got to take a buttload of it. All right. That's that just me telling you from the heart of where I've been. And, and you know what? I, I got to say it's worth it. it. It's been well worth it. It's been a learning experience for me. It's been a growing experience for me. I, I mean, I got to say I'm a better man. I'm a better husband because of it. You know, Elisa has honestly made me better by me just listening to her and stepping away from my ego and letting it down and putting it aside at times and just going, okay, honey. Yes. Wow. It's nice to be on the receiving end of that. It is. It is. I appreciate that. And I mean, and I think you would agree. You've been at times where you, you know. Absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, as we've, we've talked about, you know, the fact that we're getting ready to renew our vows and, um, you know, it really is for us a time of reflection, um, as we, you know, cause this is going to happen in two weeks. And, um, you know, I look at where we were 15 years ago and, you know, I'm so in love and we're getting married and, you know, I know all about him. Oh my goodness. What I have learned over the last 15 years <laughs> And, and vice versa and how we've grown and what we've been through and what I've, what I've allowed myself to share with him. You know, it's not easy to share your crap with another human being. It's not, it's not easy to say, you know what? I'm not the perfect person that I would love to be for you. I have a lot of warts. Um, you know, things that I wish I could hide and not tell anyone, but you know what? He promised to love me in spite of those. And you know, 99% of the time he does. And every once in a while he's like, you know what? Seriously. But we talk through those times. And that's, that's what marriage is about. It's about finding that person 
that you can share the good, the bad, and the ugly with. Not just external forces coming into your marriage, but who you are. Because let's face it, folks, you're not perfect. And, you know, this may come as a newsflash. Your spouse already knows that. So you might as well tell them what's really going on because they do not have this image of you as a perfect person. They have this image of you as a human being. Faults and all. Mm-hmm. And they're there to love you in spite of that. So give them a chance to do so. Don't hold it all in and make yourself miserable and, and you know tax the bonds of your marriage because you're too proud to say, I need help with this. To say, I've got a problem dealing with this. To say, I need your help. You know, this is the person that God chose for you. Turn to them and be willing to be vulnerable for the good of your marriage. Yeah. And on that note, we got an an awesome email that I want to read to you guys because there's some of this in this email and the subject is seven day sex challenge. Thank you. Dear Lisa and Tony, my husband Kevin and I just finished the seven days of sex challenge. Actually, it ended up being nine days in a row. We were having too much fun. We skipped a day and then did it for almost another seven days in a row. 20 days. Wow. That's awesome. Dang. That's about as good as our first month. Mm -hmm. You guys go. I have to personally thank you. As I mentioned before on your website, I was a bit skeptical about the challenge, but after praying about it, I pretend presented it to my husband. Knowing he, of course, would be all for it. I have to say, though, it was one of the best things we've done for our relationship ever. Honestly, I was not prepared for how it would change our relationship. For the better, of course. My husband and I have participated in marriage small groups, marriage seminars, and read our share of marriage books over our 22 years of marriage. But this is by far has had the most impact on our marriage. We have even started telling our friends about it. Honestly, it has impacted us that much. And now here's, here's a paragraph that I dig. The amazing thing that I noticed since we started the challenge a few weeks ago is that even though we have had a couple of squabbles over the last three weeks, I find myself asking for forgiveness right away, as well as my husband, which is a huge milestone, honestly, for both of us. I have found, at least for me, that I think of his feelings more, and I even look forward to us being intimate together, where before it seemed like something on my to-do list. We still are working on date nights. The one I had mentioned on your website never actually happened because, well, things just didn't work out. For some reason, it seems when I make the plan, something always seems to happen, but we did get away for the day this past Saturday for our 22nd anniversary, and it was basically a fly-by-the-seat-of-our-pants kind of date which honestly worked out much better for us. And it was a great day. Thank you again, Elisa and Tony, for your ministry and what you're doing. I'm currently working on listening to all your podcasts. I'm currently on number 30. Congratulations. You got a little ways to go. And I tried to listen to them at work while I'm cleaning or at work while I'm cleaning in the evenings. I personally am grateful beyond measures for you, for how you have changed us in our marriage. Can't wait to see what God has planned for us now. God bless powerful awesome powerful i mean just you know what there are a lot of different things out there and you know i love the fact um that she shared so many of the things that they have done 
And, you know, here's a couple that has been working on their marriage. 22 years. 22 years. Good for you guys. And you can tell that they have sought out resources. I mean, she, she gave her whole list there. And, you know, when they allowed themselves to be vulnerable to each other, when they, you know, because I know I've said this before, when you're having sex with each other every day, there really is not a lot of time for the garbage to build up. No. And uh, you get, you gotta, you gotta have a clean slate because you just, you know, at least for me, I'm not into it if there's too much um, stuff that we haven't dealt with. Yep. And so here's a couple that has done that and they've seen amazing transformation in their marriage. And I love that she said that she is quick to ask for forgiveness. You know, so she, she's not, yeah, but she talked about herself first mm-hmm. that it was, this is, you know, it, it was so often we're like, well, I, you know, I hope this changes my husband. You know, like it's all external, like, you know, work on him, work on him, work on him or, you know, husbands work on her. But she noticed the change in herself. Yeah. And, you know, you're the, you can only change yourself. You can create change in a situation, but you can only change yourself. Yeah. And that's what opening up yourself and being transparent can do for your marriage. Sure can. So this week, folks, we hope that you will make the change, that you will take that step. And just like Elisa and I are transparent each and every week with you, that you'll turn around now and start being transparent with your spouse. We'd love to hear how you're doing and what you're doing to make this happen in your house. Mm-hmm. And you can leave those comments at oneextraordinarymarriage.com under episode 90. We'd love to hear from you. And with that, gosh, I'm trying to think if we got anything. I don't you going to play the music? Do you want me to play the music? I don't know. We, we spent all that time looking for it. <laughs> you know, instead of ending, here, how's this? Instead of ending with our normal music, I'll end with this music. How's that? Okay. All right. So this is from uh, Phil Collins, True Colors. And I'm going to play some of it. And we're going to just end with that. So have a fantastic week, you guys. We love you. And we will catch you next time. But I see your true colors shining through. I see your true colors.